So you have seven and a half billion people operating as if everyone's seeing the world the way that they're seeing. But the only world that they really see is the people around them and what they agree upon. And they think that's how the world is versus getting curious and learning about how other people see the world is. Welcome to Satori Prime's Have It All podcast, where you get your fix of personal development without any of that fluff. Podcast dedicated to the unending quest of self-discovery and remembrance. You'll discover new breakthrough thinking and feeling technology that will cause shifts in all areas of your life, your finances, your body, relationships, and most importantly, your mind. You'll uncover your truest self and for probably the first time in your life, feel 100% worthy of having it all. It's time to stop talking and fantasizing about your dream life and start living it. So get ready to have your mind expanded in the best way possible. Now, fair warning, if you implement what you learn here, your life will never, ever be the same. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. All right, my friend, welcome to the first video of Prime Your Money. Bro, you want to say hi? We're excited to have you. Welcome, guys. Yeah. All right. So a couple of things. We want to let you know how this is all going to play out real quick, uh, and then we're just going to dive right in. So Mm -hmm. we've broken this up into a whole bunch of different modules. You're going to get access to a whole bunch of different trainings. Guy and I are going to share some stuff here with you. The other pieces are uh, things that I actually did live at an event all around money. So we're going to share that with you as well. Mm -hmm. And really the intention of this whole Prime Your Money series is what would your life look like if you could effortlessly manifest money? I mean, the number one thing on every coach's training that we ever do, the number one thing that people are always looking to want to grow in is their finances. How do I create more money? How do I create more abundance in my life? And that's really what we want to take a deep, deep dive in this course for you. So if you're someone that is actually looking for how to create money effortlessly and easily because you've tried working really hard at creating more money. How's that working out for you? And I, th- and I think that's an important distinction even right there is that you have these kind of two camps. And, and I want you guys to know that no matter what camp we're talking about, it's not like we're validating one over the other, but we want to, we want to start creating distinctions so that you're feeling more malleable, like more maneuverable in where you get to play. Certainly everybody has different strengths in different ways and doing it maybe our way might not be the right way for you. So we're going to kind of like explore the world of this. However, most coaches, right? Most coaches or most people you work with or most business development, or they have some kind of blueprint and that blueprint is to make you more productive. And while that's really good and can get results, and certainly we built um, a few businesses into well over seven figures by doing things and becoming more productive, it's absolutely fine, there's this whole other world that I think we're going to be talking about here, which is how do you attract it to you versus how do you have to pr- like produce it? So said another way, it's like the, you know, the Gary Vaynerchuk's of the world, which is like work really hard, 16, 18 hours a day, grind, hustle, a lot of that really masculine messaging that's out there, obviously clearly works, right? For some people. But if you're the type of person, you hear that messaging and you're like, wow, that is fucking intense. You know, it's way too much. Um, there's this whole other world you get to play in, which is more of like the the feminine 
energy, which is getting softer to it, getting into your body. We'll talk a lot about that. And how do you actually change the vibrational frequency of the body so that the frequency of money is naturally finding you? And there's actually an opportunity to play in both because certainly as a man and as in the masculine energy, I like using that energy and I love producing stuff. I love taking an idea and just like, I'm going to make this happen. And then there's a whole other part of me that's like, I want to relax now, but that doesn't mean I want to stop having things be produced in my life. And, And we get to track that in. So we'll tell you a bunch of stories and viewpoints on how we've actually like, I don't want to say opted out but get to choose in more into this energy that attracts it to you versus having to make it happen all the time. And again, you see that everyone in society of everyone just trying to make it happen all the time. And yet, how many people do you actually see making it happen? So to use this old like mythology, we'll call it mythology about money that your parents have passed down to you, right? And that your grandparents passed down to your parents and their grandparents passed down to your parents. If you think back just a few generations, people were very much dealing with survival. Three square meals on the table, that was not a given. In today's world, while there's still certainly billions of people out there that don't have that reality, chances are, and, and, that's, and that's sad. It's sad given the wealth of the world, but given you're watching this video, chances are you're not somebody who's having survival knocking at their door every single day. Do you have this three square meals? You're, you're in pretty good health. Like, you, know, you don't have to concern yourself every moment of every day with, holy shit, am I going to feed my kids today? You might be in that situation, but most of you are probably not. So if that's the case, then, and you're still not producing the type of results that you want, then we really want to start looking at some of these other models so that you can kind of identify, it's like, which one am I playing in? Is this really working for me? And hey, would it be interesting to get curious and explore this other one and see how it works so that, you know, I am having more fluidity, more ease, more grace, and all these other really beautiful things that most of us, I think, are really looking for. And I'll just say one more thing as just kind of like a general container for this. I truly believe that most people are looking for peace and joy. Well, like that's kind of like the basis. If I was peaceful and joyful, no matter how much money I had in the bank account or anything else for that matter, what was happening out here, I'm just going to be like, I'm good. I'm, I'm just good, right? So a lot of what Elon and I work from right now is, hey, let's get in the alignment of what matters to us as a state of being. Not what I'm producing so that I can feel a certain way. Let's start with how I want to feel. Who, who's being that way that feels that way? And if I can put my body and my mind into the alignment of that state of being, the rest of it that presents itself around you becomes very fluid from that place. And I think that's really what this conversation will probably be a lot about. Yeah. So to, to that point, you know, money, the first thing you want to really get around money is that money is an energy. I don't care what country you live in right now. The money, the piece of paper dirty paper with pictures of dead people on it doesn't is not attached to anything it is purely an energy now what guys alluding to is right now the reason money isn't coming into your life is because energistically you are out of alignment with that which you want this process that we're going to take you through and we're going to show you many many exercises as we continue through this process will help you in aligning yourself to that energy of money. We're going to look at things down the road about your belief systems around money, your self-worth around money. So for now, we kind of want to set up the framework of what that is and how to create that alignment. And the first thing I want to share with you guys is a very personal story of how I actually had my first huge aha moment 
around money and how it gets to come into my life. And what I want you to just hear this from is there's two things that I'm going to highlight here, and we'll talk about them after the story as well. The two things are scarcity and creating a vessel. Okay. So just keep those in mind as I tell Mm -hmm. you the story. So when I was about 20, let me see, this was 2004. So I was 23 years old at the time. Um, My brother and I had done a program called Landmark Education when I was 21 and he was 19. And two years later, we found that there was this kind of sect of of Landmark called the Wisdom Division. And we'd been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Eventually, we go into this uh, room where they're going to tell us about this program. And uh, we're sitting in there and looking at each other. And this this course, just so you guys understand, was $3,000. Guy was still in school. And I had just gotten a job that was, that was commission only. So I had no base, no nothing. And uh, we're sitting there, youngest people in the room by about 15 years, going, looking at each other, going like, oh my God. I could buy a lot of ramen with that. <laughs> we, were, we were like, this is, this is it. This is this course. Like, this is the thing that we've been waiting to hear. It was a year-long course, 10 months, thereabouts. And um, we just felt so called to do it. Well, I want to say, I want to say why for me it was so called, because yeah, I remember they kind of went through the weekends and they introduced like, here's like the takeaway from the weekend. And the facilitator said that your average person is still relating to fear. And I want to just back up one step about relating to fear. I want you guys to get that as a human being, we're relationship built machines. Everything to us is a relationship. The me and thing out here, the subject and the object, right? Or the, yeah, the subject and the object. So it's like you have a relationship to self, relationship to money, relationship to your health, relationship to the world, relationship everywhere. It's just all relationships. So if you want to understand humanity, you get to study relationships. So he was talking directly about our relationship to fear. And he described it as that, that it, we never grow up in our relationship to fear, that most people's relationship to fear is like a five-year-old jumping in their bed and pulling up the, the bed covers over their head, and that, that gets to get upgraded. It doesn't have to go away, but it gets to be upgraded. And he said that by the end of this weekend, your relationship to fear will, switch, will change so much that the things that you're not taking action in your life right now will seamlessly, you'll kind of just like easily and seamlessly take action in those areas. And to me, I was so um, petrified. I was so frozen by the things I was afraid of that my response to it was, I'll think about it. A lot of people do this. I'll think about it, right? And what they're, what subconsciously thinking about it does is they know what they want, but they want to buy more time. So they'll just keep doing that to themselves just to buy more time. But they're like, I'm 90% there, but that last 10% scares the shit out of me. So I'm going to buy more time by thinking about it. I'll get the right information. I'll have all the information that I'll finally go, but they get all the information. They don't finally go. They just keep doing that. And I thought to myself, it was difficult for me to even imagine a life without that. It really was. But I thought to myself, holy shit, what is possible if fear didn't actually run my life? Because I was so clear that it was. And that, and that's, and that for me was like, wow, like, yes, whatever this course is worth, even if it's $10,000, if that shifted, my whole life would change. I was very clear about that. So I was like, yep, I'm in, let's do it. Yeah. And so then, um, the guy who was leading said something really, really smart. He said, you're in one of three places. You're either a no, you don't want to do this course. And he's like, don't ever do something that you don't want to do. That would be really dumb. We're like, yeah. He goes, you're either a yes, 
And in that case, go sign up right now. Or you're a yes, but. And you're a yes, but, like Guy said, it's too much time. It's too much money. And both of us were an absolute yes to doing the course. But (laughs) we didn't have the money. Like we just didn't have $3,000 each to pay and do this course. So we do what any 21 or 24 year old kid would do. We called our parents (laughs) and uh, we were like, Hey mom and dad, we really want to do this course. Would you help us pay for it? And they were like, no, you want to do the course, figure out how to pay for it. We're like, Oh, smart smart mommy and daddy, smart mommy and daddy. Yeah. Yeah. I had just bought a car. I was willing to sell my car. I was like, well, what if I sell my car? My parents were like, you're not selling your car. You're crazy. We're not doing that. So we end up leaving. And, and by the way, to, to put down a deposit, like to save your seat, you needed to put down a deposit of $500 per person that day. So we left wanting to be in this course really badly, just not knowing how we're going to make it happen. And we're driving. And I remember I took Guy back because he was uh, going back to school that day. So I was driving him to the bus station to go back to Boston. And on the driver, like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? And I remember I parked the car and I looked at Guy and I go, dude, we're doing it. Like that, we're doing exactly what he said. We're literally falling into the trap of the butt conversation. And something that he said is like, this butt is not new. This butt is going to keep running your life unless you do something about the butt. And so I'm looking at all of the things I haven't done in my life because of money. Couldn't do this because of money. I couldn't do that because of money. I couldn't buy this because, and I'm like, you know what? I'm fucking done with this, but mm-hmm. so I had one credit card, which I hadn't used. And I said to God, like, I'm going to go back there and I'm going to register us. And we're going to just figure out how to come up with the rest, you know, the $5,000 like, and I'll figure out how to pay this and whatever. Like, let's just, throw our hat over the fence and trust in the universe and trust in God and that we will be supported. Like if we really want to do this, let's make it happen. So I end up driving back 45 minutes in the opposite direction, go back into the room and I'm like, Hey, where, where do I sign up? And I signed both of us up. It felt amazing by the way. It felt amazing because for the first time in my life, I, one, the conversation around money didn't win. Mm. It was the first time I heard the conversation. It was very clear, just like every other time. And yet I took completely different action than everything that that program. And by the way, that program to guys point is fear. There's a fear around money. Like I'm not going to have enough or enough won't come my way. Or if I do this, I'm going to, you know, die somewhere. Because or, all the other stre- or, or all the other stress points that it creates. Because money has this, like, cascading effect, right? Well, I could pay for this, but then, like, how do I pay the heating bill? Or how do I pay for the car? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, in all, there's all this attachment to all these things. And they're all deciding the quality of your life. Yeah. And you can probably relate to this in some way, shape, or form in your life. Scarcity scarcity mindset. There is not enough of, and again, back to the energy, right? There is not enough of this energy. So I was done with it. And so I walked in there very decisively, signed us up, went to work that Monday and wrote down, I needed to come up with $6,000 basically by this and this date. I think we had something like three months or so to pay it off thereabouts. Mm -hmm. And I knew Guy was in school, so I was basically paying for both of our courses that, you know, he didn't have an ability to pay for it. 
And I wrote out this game and I wrote out the game and I said, by this day, I need to have this. And so I just worked my way backward. I was like, okay, by this, you know, a month sooner than that, how much money would I've had to have made in a month sooner? And I broke these things down into like individual daily goals. So I was in a commission job. I was in commercial finance. We were uh, doing commercial real estate loans. And so I figured, okay, I'm going to need to close this many deals. And between now and then, in order to close this many deals, I need to contact this many people. How many people does that relate to each day? And I literally came up with a number. I need to make a hundred phone calls every single day. And so I sat there and every single day I made a hundred phone calls within a month. It was a little bit less than a month and a half. It was about 40 days from that day. I closed my first loan. I have a check, which I still have somewhere. I could probably dig it out for you guys. I, I generated $12,400 in a single close with a single check and earned twice as much as what my game was for the 90 days. Mm -hmm. During that 90 days, just so you guys understand, I generated over $50,000. In a job that I started that I knew nothing about, I had no personal background in commercial finance or any of the sort. I closed three deals during that time, earning myself over $50,000. That's how I busted up my money conversation once and for all. And I've learned, and I learned two incredible things. One, that butt will run your life no matter what for as long as you let it. That scarcity mindset is a virus inside of you. And as long as you let that virus run, Trust me, it would much rather you sit your ass on a couch, be lazy and survive than actually go out and live the life that you want. And that's something really important for you to understand. The second thing is that I learned is you must have a vessel, right? When we said yes to this course, we created a vessel, a necessity for money to now show up in. Most people's conversation is, I need enough money to pay my bills. And guess what you have? Every month, just enough money to pay your bills. Yeah. Right? You're not, building a, you're not building a vessel. You're supporting the current one. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's too scary with that scarcity mindset to think mm -hmm. outside of it and go like, well, now I want this. Right? And so we, well, I really had this like eye-opening experience at that time, which has basically transpired time and time again through all of these different events that we've had in our lives. And, and you'll hear more stories about like some of the, the later things that have happened with my conversation around money. But I just thought that would be a great place for us to, to start this conversation. Yeah. So I want to highlight a few things from that story just to draw attention to you guys about like phenomenology. So Elon was talking about like the yes, no, and the yes, but this is a really easy little model to fit yourself into and just ask yourself, okay, where am I? And again, if you're a no, then like honor that you're a no. If that's true for you, then like actually feel the honor of that because the, uh, the honoring of the no says, I know where my integrity lies. I know where my alignment is, which means you're actually honoring the yes, right? So when you say yes, it's clearer. So those things are really beautiful. No is not something to be shameful of when it's in alignment. This is like constantly in the background. I want to say when it's in alignment, Everything is true when it's in alignment, okay, for you. So, but here's what I want to focus on. Elon mentioned about throwing the hat over the fence or the wall or whatever. Most people are living their life. They're like, you know what? I really want to do that thing, but let me figure it all out first. Then I'll throw it. 
But here's the thing what happens when you, when you're clear that you're a yes to something and you just allow that to resonate, you're like, yes, I am a hundred percent. Yes. And it's really easy to do this because time and money is so often the reason why we do or don't do things. Ask yourself this question. If time and money weren't part of this equation, would I say yes? If you're like, yep, I would, then you're a yes, period, period, okay? So here's the thing. When you throw your hat over the wall, but you haven't figured it all out, what you activate is your power of ingenuity. And ingenuity comes from curiosity. You can write that down. You activate your ingenuity and it's, and it's being sourced by your curiosity because the moment you say no, you, you don't let yourself wonder anymore. You don't let yourself be curious. You're just like, no right? It's just like a little kid who's pouting and stamping their feet. You're like, no, they don't want anything else. They just want that one possibility has to show up that one way. Nothing's going to make them happy. Most of us haven't grown up past that. We still say no. We're like, no, we dig in our heels and that's it. So now what happens is there's no curiosity. When there's curiosity, you awaken your natural state of ingenuity. Things just happen. You probably heard this before. Universe has got your back. The universe is going to conspire in your favor. I'm a hundred percent believer in all that stuff. And I'm a believer because I've experienced it through my own eyes, my own feelings, my own five senses, through my mind. I've experienced it everywhere in my life radically and consistently. So it's not like, oh, this happened here, but it didn't happen here. No, it always happens, period. Now you can take my word for it. Great. And you're like, okay, great. So maybe you get some placebo effect from just being like, Hmm, it's working for these guys. Maybe I should test that out too. Point is, is that no one could like, I can't transfer to you the feeling of riding a bicycle and getting balance. No more than I can transfer the feeling to you of what happens when you just say yes. And then magical shit happens all over your life. However, if you're willing to get curious and play, you may start finding the clues too, and then self validate and be able to self reference that this stuff, it's how it works. So you got to look for yourself how many things have happened in your life so far that have been like great opportunities. They are like, I would love to, but, and then money and time, or I would love to, but my health, or I'd love to, but I just got to get more information. I'd love to, but Kathy has to come with me or I won't do it. Right. And all that stuff is coming from scarcity and fear so that we can like alleviate some of the tension that's happening in body. And I'm sure we'll get into a lot more of that. Essentially, Elon's talking about building containers. So if you want to increase the money that you're making, okay, you have to basically like raise your personal standards internally. So I'm going to tell you like my version of that story really quick, not as long as his, um, just because we've kind of belabored the point, but I just want to show you again how this works because consistently this has now happened to us for almost 15 years. And it's like every time I'm like stuck, I'm like, all right, well, what do I get to create now? So here's what happened to me. Eventually I actually joined Elon at that job. Elon had become a VP in that company. He was making a lot of money for someone his age, like, you know, well north of $300,000 a year. And I came in and I started working in the company too. Now, because I was implementing these principles, I became the number one salesperson in the company and maintained that for, I think, like three or four years. Uh, I led a team. I was a manager and all that stuff too. But here was my breakthrough, like, or one of these that made it really clear for me. I remember I was doing fairly well in the company, probably, you know, making like my 50, $60,000 a year. I was also 23, 24 years old. That's pretty good money for that time. And I was like, Hey, I want this breakthrough. And what I really wanted were two things. I wanted my own new car, like a new car that I really loved. I never had a car. I like genuinely got for myself and earned and loved. I'd always kind of like had these pass me downs. Another thing is I was ready to move out of my parents' house. So I knew I wanted an apartment and I was a yes to those things, but I needed the money first. So I remember what I did was I, I, I had all this 
stuff had already been in my ethos. I tested it and I knew that it worked. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to wait. I'm going to go get that car and I'm going to go sign. I'm going to go find an apartment I want to, and I'm going to sign the lease. And I literally did not have the money to support it. And just like Elon's story, I did that. And I think that 30 day period or 30, 40 day period, something same, very similar. I had cleared something like $40,000 in commissions that month, paid for the car, paid for more than like six or seven months in that apartment. It, it was just taken care of. And it, it completely increased and busted through the ceiling that I had around what I thought uh, I was worth. So what I learned in that period of time and what the thought was, hey, there's no reason for more money to show up until I increase the standard of what my life is supposed to be. Because the life that I have right now is easily being supported by the money I'm bringing in, right? Living at home, not having a car, like all those things, like $40,000, $50,000 a year is plenty of money and to put money in my pocket, go out, have a good time, enjoy it, have a few drinks with my friends. Like all that stuff was easy for me at that level, but to have to take those additional responsibilities, suddenly that money was just not enough. So I was basically saying like, hey universe, I'm ready to grow my container. I'm ready to say like, these are the things that I'm worthy of having that I want to create in my life. And the universe responds, great. Well, here's the stuff that's going to support that. And this effortlessness happens. And just like I said before, you might be thinking, well, that sounds like some magical thinking. Great. Good for you. And it's like time and time again, as we've tested that, that's what's worked in our life. In more recent years, like last year, we found this coach that we really wanted to work with. And this coach is not cheap. In fact, we don't know many coaches that charge quite as much as, as she does. And we essentially hired her for $150,000 for one year of coaching. Okay, so for those of you guys who are sitting here going like, I can't believe these guys charge what they charge for coaching, know that we've put our money where our mouth is. In fact, last year alone in 2017, between Elon and myself, we put $300,000 into our personal development. So when we say to somebody like, hey, we're worth $10,000 a month in coaching. Hey, guess what? We get to say that because we've actually invested that kind of money and more so in ourselves, which is also where a lot of people get stuck, by the way, when they're in business or coaching. Like they ask people to do things that they haven't done themselves. They actually don't have the maps and frequencies on their body even to ask for that without feeling shame and guilt and all the other stuff that comes along with it. Because they're like, I, I, I haven't even done that, right? So just, just to kind of give you a point of relativity, it's, it's certainly not to gloat. I also want you to get the level of commitment we have to our growth and to our understanding and feeling of these things so that when we're talking about them, it's coming from a place that's created these things, not just like, hey, I read it in a book yesterday. It sounded really cool. Let me regurgitate it on this webinar so I can sound cute to you guys. Um, but like the, the point is, is that we got off that call and investing that much money in a coach is a scary fucking idea. Do you guys get that? Like it, it, it makes things in your body pucker up real quick, right? So, um, but we got off the call and it was, and this is the conversation we always have when that happens because we loved her and we loved everything that made available. Just like that fear conversation, there was something about what was being communicated that Elon and I said, holy shit, if we make that turn, we start living that way. I can't imagine what's possible for us next, right? It was like that exciting. And we got off the call and we're like, this is a lot of money. And somebody who was working really closely with us, actually my, my former, former uh, girlfriend at the time was like, don't work with her. That's insane. And we had to tune in for ourselves and say, hey, are we really a yes to this? And it was a yes, but like, yes, we are, but holy shit, that's expensive, right? And we had the same conversation with one another. We said, hey, look, if time and money wasn't the thing, would we do this? 
And both of us were like, absolutely. Yes. And that was it. That was it. And then the next call was, Hey, we're going to come work with you. And it was the most brilliant year of our lives working with this person and genuinely, genuinely opened up a world to us that we had not been playing in that we now get to share with you guys on these calls and actually share these frequencies, concepts, and experiences that we've had because of what we learned through that year ride. And that's what's so beautiful. So I hope that kind of like added to the conversation. Yeah. You know, something occurred to me that has literally never occurred to me before as you were talking because you were saying yes equals ingenuity. Yeah. And I realized that to the, we're talking about the brain, right? How the brain functions. Yep. If yes equals ingenuity, the no equals this is impossible. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's basically the, the reverse of that coin, which is the second you say no to something, because the little voice inside your head said, you can't afford this. You've deemed that you coming up with that money or you doing that thing impossible. And you've cut yourself off from source, from magic, from anything ever showing up in your life to show you something else. Later on, we're going to talk about how you can be right or you can be rich. And I just want to say right now, if you're going to choose to be right about your current situation, your current situation is just going to repeat. How many of you guys feel like you're on a hamster wheel and it doesn't matter how fast you run or in which direction you run, the results always seem to be kind of sort of the same. I would offer you to just look at what are you being right about? And I would offer you that you're wanting to be right about you not being able to afford something. Two of the people that did this work with us, one of them, you're actually going to hear my coaching of him uh, later on in this. There's a bonus section where we do like live coaching during this live event. And I believe he's the second person that got up to the microphone. His name is Michelle. Michelle was $90,000 in debt when he was talking to me live. Super scared, obviously has wife, two kids, thinks that he's going to bury themselves. Like he's just, he's digging a grave that he can't get out of, et cetera. Total threat response. Yeah. Yep. Two weeks later, he messages me after we had that interaction at this uh, live event. Two weeks later, he messages me that he just generated $60,000 from his trading account. $60,000. Do you know how fast this man came to start working with us? He literally sent me that message. He's like, how do I work with you? Because in just that quick 10 minute interaction, he was able to take that information and go make that kind of transformation in your life. Your two things can occupy the same space. So you're either going to choose to be right around your lack of and keep focusing on what you don't have and why you don't have it, which will create more of the same for you. Or you're going to do what we've been talking about, where you start trusting believing, saying yes, knowing that the universe is waiting for you to do that, to take decisive action around things that feel in alignment to you and knowing full well that the resources, the people, the circumstance, everything will align for you to have that. Another gentleman who we work with now signed up for one of our $30,000 programs, also terrified right? And I shared a very similar story that I'm sharing with you right now. And he was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to trust this guy and I'm going to do this. 
paid a $5,000 deposit, went into work. Three hours later, his boss calls him into his office and tells him that they're giving him a bonus for the work that they've noticed him do for how much? Exactly $5,000. Three days later, his accountant calls him, tells him that they actually made a mistake on his tax returns and he's getting an additional $7,000 back. So in three days, he made $12,000. These aren't just, I can, we can sit here for an hour, I can tell you these kind of stories. And the thing that I want you to understand is, I don't understand how God or the universe or whatever responds. All I know is that it does consistently. Mm -hmm. You take this kind of, yes, I want this. You take that kind of action in your life and you then lean into allowing that ingenuity and that flow to process in your life. You're going to have amazing, amazing results and I, stories just like that. And I just want to jump in here real quick because if you're watching this and you think you're, and, and the thought in your mind was, huh, those are interesting coincidences or that was a weird coincidence or, hey, that's whatever, any sort of energy that's around coincidence, part of the programming that's not working for you is coincidences don't allow you to see this divine patterns that are being created like fractals or like sacred geometry or any of that stuff is like the whole universe works this way. It's working. I'm sure you've heard this before. It's working through you. It's working for you, right? It's not, it's not, nothing's happening to you, but when a yes, a yes, again, Elon said it's ingenuity, but I just want to say again, like I think the, the, after the yes comes curiosity and curiosity leads to ingenuity, but it's like the yes is an, is an opening, right? Like an, if we were looking at the energy fields, like, yep, I'm going to open my energy. Like things are possible. If I'm, no, I'm, I'm closing. We even do this with our bodies. Like a yes, you'll see people's uh, shoulders go back. Their chest opens up a little bit. Why? Because the heart's opening. When you say no, what are you doing? You're protecting yourself, protecting the heart. You're putting it into the clavicles. You're putting it deeper in there, right? So things can't get to it. You actually see people who are really hunched over. You know what their energy is about life. They're a no to life. Everything is on their shoulders, hunkering them down. People who are, yes, they're much more open, they're vibrant, right? Like all these different words that we use are soft instead of hard, like things like that. So it's really important to highlight this is to not use the energy of it's, oh, that, that's a coincidence because what you might be saying to yourself is what's occurring right now is too good for me. Things like this don't happen for me. So it's like, this is what we see happen a lot. People open up a little bit, things start happening and then they go, huh, what a coincidence. And the energy of that is it's too good for me. And you're pushing it away. And this leads to a conversation that's really deep, that money is all about your personal self-worth. If there was like a, a tachometer or whatever the measurements are called about self-worth, if you could tell me what's your level of self-worth, I'll tell you your level of income. That's it. Because everybody's probably heard the word manifestation at this point in time, right? In the secret that was like 2006. So it's 12 years of like that being in the ethos for quite a while about manifestation and visualization. And that stuff's been around for thousands of years, right? They, they westernized that idea and they boiled it down to a really simple concept. However, what they left out is that they were talking about the law of attraction. I would refine that a little bit as the law of allowing. Okay. Just a little bit of a, of a shift over there, but it's important because it's like, what are you allowing into your life? Right. And what you're going to allow is going to be in direct correlation to your personal feeling of self-worth. You might be up here, you're like, yeah, I'm worthy of everything. Million dollars, $10 million, that car, the Ferrari, and, and look out everywhere in society, that's what people are doing. But the body, 
what's happening inside at the unconscious level of the mechanism inside of you where the energy field actually lies. It's like a pinhole of energy and it's completely out of alignment. So whatever your tradition is, whether it's religion or spirituality, whatever your concept of God is, right? If we can at least create some standard over here of it's like an, it's like a divine energy that's working through us. And it's, it's basically giving us energy. Then everybody on the planet, we could say is like a channel. We're like a walking antenna, right? And this antenna can receive information. We could send back data also, right? When we pray, like things like that, it's like we're sending back, we're basically sending information, just like the way the computer works. It's a send and receive data, essentially, right? So what we're, what we're attempting to do with all these ideas and concepts is actually clean up your communication network. It's like you're not clearly communicating, and then you don't have a vessel to actually receive the communication that's coming back in. So if we could say like God energy, universe energy, universal energy, big head, doesn't matter what you, what, what conceptually looks like for you. It's like, it's looking down and it's looking for clear channels to send a signal through. But when your mind is here off to the side or whatever, it has the visual of what it wants, but there's no alignment going down. So even if we talk from a, a, a Eastern philosophy point of view, chakras, right? the energy needs to come all the way down to the root. Your root chakra is like right above your anus. Even if that makes you laugh, that's where your root chakra is. And these are where our sex organs are. So what does that tell you about the energy that's down there? That's creation energy, right? Just how it works. So if the energy gets stuck here because you are, you are a Western-minded person, you're frontal lobe, everything is logic, and I got to produce and da-da-da, Think about the energy is barely making it down here. I imagine most of you guys watching this right now feel like you have a boot on your on your neck. It feels like some someone's choking you. Your heart probably can't remember the last time you actually felt a very real emotional experience. Maybe you cry and stuff like that, but it's like there's not a lot of connection happening down here. Think about how much blockage is happening here. You think it's making it down to the solar plexus and all the way down that channel? Most likely not, right? So we're, we're starting to give you some mental constructs so that you can awaken to that there is something possible because as you do that, it's already opening up your to, oh, that's interesting. Yes, right? Curiosity, ingenuity, your energy field starts opening a little bit. It's just peaking. Ah, do I like these guys? Ah, do I like what they're saying? Like it's, it's testing. It's got discernment, right? So what, are, what we're wanting to articulate to you guys here is how to clean up this resonance because it's one thing to make shit happen, to get really smart, logically understand systems and do all that. You can get results. Like I said, what I want to relay here is that the results that are possible for you from doing is like, is like watching water come out of a hose. When this is in alignment and your beingness, what you stand inside of is your integrity, your peace, your joy, the results that are possible are like you standing under a waterfall. That's how big of a difference that it is. So they both work essentially. And we have evidence for that everywhere in the world. But if you're like in perfect alignment, like you just feel freaking great, right? The amount of money that's going to show up is going to be a direct correlation and response to that. Now that might not mean millions of dollars for you because that might actually not be your true alignment. Do you guys get this? For some people, if they had $5,000 consistently coming in, life-changing for them. Like they're, they're on easy street. They're super happy. They don't need all the material stuff. For other people, it's like that's part of what they are. They want to be philanthropic. They want to start companies, right? That's more in their alignment. So if you're the guy who likes to sit on the hood of like a, an expensive car and take pictures, but that's in your alignment, go be the best at that. That be, Let that be your guiding force in alignment. If that's not you and success and money 
because that's what you've seen it looks like, you pursuing that may actually be pushing you further out of your alignment and making money harder to get. The last thing I want to say here is, is that people in the, in the masculine, I'm going to produce this logical mind, everything is linear. I got to get from point A to point B. Everything is, it's direct. I got to force this outcome. I got to make it happen. I want you to think about that. I want to, I got to make it happen. I have to make it happen. How much energy you are expending in trying to make it happen. This other model that we're talking about, the feminine, the softness, the expansiveness, the openness is all about receiving. Again, if we're talking about sex, right? The male gives, the woman receives. Same thing with the masculine and feminine energy. By the way, when we say this, I don't mean that if you're a man going into a feminine energy that you're like effeminate in some way. There's a harmonization in the body. Everyone has both masculine and feminine. This goes the same for, for men and for women. But the woman, the feminine receives. So if we want to say like, hey, God, I want to receive a million dollars, but the worthiness in the body hasn't been in alignment, what are the chances of you receiving that? And again, look at the society. Everybody wants that. How many people are producing that or receiving that? And the last thing here is like, if, if the masculine is linear, the feminine is expansive. It's like, guys, there's so much money out there for you. There's somewhere there's an accountant who fucked up on your taxes, right? Somewhere there's a thing that you applied for one day and, they, and you won and that money just never made it to you. Somewhere there's a person who forgot that they owe you money that today could remember that they're supposed to give you back that money. But when you're a no to everything, nothing becomes possible because you're closing your energy field. You're literally not sending out the signal. And because you're not sending out the signal, it doesn't know to bring it back in. You got to participate. So that's where most people are. They don't see that it can come from everywhere. Guys, these days, Elon and I get like, I can't even, the amount of stories we could tell you about the weird ways, and not weird, beautiful, amazing ways that money just comes into our ethos. It's like, but it's like on demand. It's not like all the time constantly like, oh my God. But suddenly we are like, we, we tune in and we're like, oh yeah, that's something that we get to create now. Not have to get to create now. And I'll let Elon make that distinction for you guys. But we get to create that. Like the money is just like, whoop, there you go. Have fun, create. And, and, it's, and it's seamless. So it's like, I can, I can have this thing where I'm like, I'm really attached to having a million dollars in the bank. Or I can be like, holy crap, look how fluid life is. Every time I create something, enough money just shows up to provide that into my life. Which life would you rather have? The one where there's a million dollars in the bank and you go from being attached to being so poor to being attached to being wealthy, but now you're attached to the money. All this fucking money. And this is what happens to so many people we meet who are successful entrepreneurs who freak out when they get here because everything they've been told is when they get here, all the troubles that they have, they get to feel peaceful and joy and love and all the things that they've ever wanted in their life will show up as a result of having this money. And they get here and none of that is there. And they go, now what? Because that's the only game they knew how to play. So now they're freaking out. And that's what ends up happening. A lot of people don't see is this creates, it doesn't make fear go away. It just changes the transmission of fear. If you think not having money is scary, go have a lot of it quickly and see how scared you are of losing it. This is why people who win the lottery, by the way, in like 95 percentile of people who win the lottery end up poorer, poorer than when they started, but then the money they had before. 
because they literally don't have the frequency and alignment in their body to even hold that much energy. So the system crumbles under the stress and overwhelm that the money's creating. And the person subconsciously is just like ejecting the money just to get back to baseline. It's like a drug addict who's not getting their drug, right? And, and it, it actually, you guys can look this up. It's not shit I'm making up. So that's the whole point here is like, you guys want to get focused on how do I create inner alignment so that the world and the money that's showing up around me is correlated to that inner alignment. You just reminded me of an awesome story of uh, if I put you in a race, in a rowing race with the world leader, like the, the Olympic world record holder in rowing, and it was just you versus him. <laughs> Something that I didn't know about these boats is that there's actually a rudder under the boat that steers the boat. So it's, they're not just like pulling, you know, one side, kind of like we did in kayaks back in the day. Um, there, there is actually a rudder. And what you're talking about is that subconscious alignment. If that rudder under the surface all the way right. And I had you who don't, you don't know anything about rowing this thing versus the Olympic record holder. And I got his rudder stuck. Does it matter how fast he rows or if he does one this way and one that way, or it doesn't matter. He is going in circles. You understand? And you with very little flow and ease because your rudder is in the, in the right direction will win every single time. And there's something to that. Like, this program, this prime your money program that we're going to take you through over, you know, however long it takes you to go through it is really all about aligning that rudder so that it's effortless for you to do that. And I want to give you guys a real quick exercise right now on just a daily practice that you can go through to actually start noticing this. So remember in the story I shared with you about scarcity, let me ask you this. Do you believe, honestly, do you believe that you could create abundance when your mindset and your subconscious mind is all programmed around scarcity? I don't have enough. I can't afford this. I can't pay for that, right? You're just going to keep creating that over and over and over. So the first thing we want to start to look at, and we're going to show you exercise later on in this program about how to figure out what are the stories that were created in you from the time that you were a child. Like, what are all the core stories you have around money? Maybe it's money is the root of all evil or everyone that has money is a dickhead. Like, there's core beliefs that you have around money. And we're going to show you how to not only see them, but uh, upgrade them and, and reprogram them. But for now, I just want to share a really cool exercise with you that's really, really simple. You take a $100 bill or even more, whatever, whatever you're comfortable, and you stick it in your pocket. And every day you leave your house you put this $100 bill in your pocket and your opportunity is to walk around and look everywhere around and see how many things you can afford with that $100. So you literally walk by shops. I can buy that meal. I can buy that soda. I can buy that shirt. I can buy that. I can buy that. And you're just starting to slowly reprogram, right? Because your mind has been in this stuck situation where you're, what you're looking for is everything you can't afford, mm. which validates your story, validates your belief, keeps you thinking small and playing small. We want to start breaking that up. So now you're going to put yourself in a state of gratitude. 
You're going to put yourself in a state of, I can't afford this. I can't afford this. I can't afford this. I can't afford this. And guess what? It completely starts shifting and aligning that rudder slowly for you to take decisive action now. And, and I think that's really important, right? Because we look at things and we go, I don't have enough money for that. And every time that little voice gets in there, you're actually reaffirming and to the programming that that's what you're looking for is to see things that you don't have money for. So you look everywhere and you're constantly actually subconsciously, just like that rudder, looking for things not to buy, like that you can't afford, right? And, and it's like, okay, so if that's what you're looking for and, and that's the anxiety that's in the system, the system actually will create the outcome of the anxiety because in order to relieve anxiety, we have to create the outcome that anxiety is. And then anxiety relieves itself. Just like with the lottery winner, if I just lose all my money, the anxiety will go away. Then that's why they, they just subconsciously just gamble it away or give it to family and make bad investments. Like it's just, it just needs to leave the system. So by reaffirming that all the time, again, it goes back to the yes, the yes button, the no, when you're just saying that no all the time, you're reaffirming that which you don't want. You're doing more of the programming that you don't want. And then once in a while, that thing comes along and you're completely out of alignment and you just, and you just can't track that back. So I think that's a really uh, beautiful exercise to just get the awareness there and presence. Then you can be like, well, I don't need to put the $100 in my pocket. No, put it in your pocket because it's physical. It's real. It will increase your presence around it, right? Like when you have your wallet on you, you're, oh, where's my wallet, right? You're, you're aware of it, just the same like your phone or anything else. So just to imagine it, you're, you're gonna, it's going to be forgetful. Another way you can do this, by the way, guys, is to set an alarm on your phone. This goes for all affirmations, like an hourly alarm that goes off. That's like a little check-in call. And you could just, you know, so the alarm goes off and you'll be like, all right, let me like track back through my last hour. How many times were there opportunities that I quickly said no to? And it's like, oh, wow. And, and you'll, you'll notice how much stuff happens throughout the day that are things that are presented like opportunities that we don't even let ourselves wonder about. You know, just, just get back to wonder. Notice how children, everything's effortless, their body's in motion, their energy, their, everything's moving, it's fluid, right? They're like a child that cries, five minutes later, he's off scampering and happy. Like how many adults who are crying today, the rest of their day is like, ah, like this is amazing, right? Like it, it, adults, we get so stuck because something triggers the programming, go back into the automation and it's just like, that's just driving the ship now. You're not even, you're not even on board for that anymore. So it's like, these are all, practices like all this the, all these uh phenomenons that we're pointing to are to naturally ontologically help you to increase your awareness naturally because once you know about these things your mind naturally goes to work now if you're on uh, on here and you're doing a little sour pussy face and you're like these two are supposed to change my life we're not supposed to do anything nothing not our jobs like the only concern that any single human being has on the planet is their inner sovereignty if everybody just handled their inner sovereignty, peace on earth. You know, we're, we're all trying to deal with other people's sovereignty. Like we know what's good for them. Everyone comes here with their own divine blueprint, every single one of us. And I truly believe that the, our life purpose is to discover that divine blueprint, not your purpose. What is the divine blueprint? The purpose is obvious. If you're here, that's the purpose. Hmm. Being is the purpose. You came here. Something, your soul, this awesome thing came from spirit with all that freaking information in all your lifetime and chose this body and this time with the family members and the friends and family and circumstances that you have. That's the purpose. You're already serving it. Whew, load off. Don't have to discover that one anymore. Right? So like your purpose is to be what we're, what we're training you on here 
is having an awareness of how your beingness is showing up. And notice that a lot of what you do and how you be is probably not in alignment with who you are. It's programming that got passed down to you. And when you were a kid and looked at mom and dad and they were doing those things, you're like, I guess that's how you do those things. But that's just how mom and dad did those things. You know, Elon, a few years ago, um, he's got a seven-year-old when, when we made this video, when we're making this video, uh, when, his, when this six. seven-year-old, six years old, sorry, um, when he was three years old, Elon wanted to teach him how to ride a bike, right? And the way that our parents taught us to ride a bike is the same way your parents taught you to ride a bike. You know how I know? Because we all watch the same freaking movies. There's your father holding on to the bike, right? And he just gently runs next to you. And when he feels like you got the balance, kind of like lets it go and you probably crash into a bush or something the first time, <laughs> right? So Elon, and just like everything else, everything in the world is evolving, growing, expanding, and changing constantly. It's like, it's a universal truth of evolution that everything is in flux and shifting and changing all the time. How many of you guys watching this video right now can tell me that you have the same relationship with every area of your life that you had five years ago? Chances are a few of your opinions have freaking changed along the way, right? That, that's just part of, of how we do things. So you know, like YouTube is our favorite thing on planet Earth to learn things. And a lot of people, I think, don't utilize like how resourceful it can be. So he goes on YouTube, he goes, there's got to be a new way. Somebody must have thought a better way of training their kids to uh, ride a bike. And sure enough, right? You take them on a hill, you take off the pedals. Because if you think about balance, what makes balance tough is you're pedaling and you're moving the body like this and the body's not used to that. And that's what throws you off balance. But the body, if you're already walking or running or anything like that, it already naturally knows how to balance. So putting someone on a, on a two-wheel thing, the body actually knows what to do. But the moment you add this into it, it knocks you over, right? So brilliant enough, you take off the pedals, you go to a gentle hill, you let him go, and the kid just rolls down the hill first time, like boom, just like, you know, catches it instantly. And within, I don't know, like an hour, more or less, he felt what it's like to have balance on a bicycle. Then you slowly add the pedals on and boom. No, no, no. With, it, with it, he rode down the hill like oh, that's right. six or seven times. Got it. We were like, how is this possible? Sure. I put, I put the pedals back on. He rode on that hill with the pedals, the same grassy hill. And then we realized like, listen, he's got it. Let's like, just take him out. I put him on the driveway thinking, you know, like I'm going to ride, run behind them. Like that same dad you see in the movies. And, and he just went off. Went off. Yeah, just rode. So like my, my point here is so many of us are locked into the ways that we've done things our entire lives. And it's fine. I'm not invalidating that. It's totally cool. However, you've been doing most of the things you've been doing for decades, right? Because your, your basal programming is pretty much complete by the time you're seven years old. So all the same fears you have, all the same concerns you have, they're changing and evolving. They're becoming like more adult. Like a child might think I'm bad. An adult thinks like, I'm not being very productive, right? You get how that's languaging, but it's like still saying like I'm bad in a way. The programming doesn't change. So it's like what we're looking here for is how do we present you with new models so that you have more choice in your life? Before we were talking about like decide, you know, like what are you worth? Most of you guys have made a decision about what you're worth. You've decided something. So I want to give you a little bit of a linguistic uh, know-how here so you understand it because every word and every thought that you speak has a frequency that's telling the universe your, your inner desires. And the universe is responding to that. So I want to give you the frequency of deciding. Even in our own language, and language is a huge tool for where people are, you really see the frequency that they're dealing with. 
So we're deciding about ourselves. We're deciding about people. We're deciding how much we're worth. We're deciding how much money we're supposed to be making. We're deciding all these things. So if you look at the suffix of decide, it ends with C-I-D-E. Okay. And what other words in the English language does that suffix share its lineage with? Homicide, suicide, genocide, pesticide. What do all those things have in common? It side means to kill off, right? So to kill off people in homicide, uh, genocide to kill off a big group of people, suicide to kill off oneself, sui, right? Um, so, and pesticide to kill off plants. So decide tells us that you're killing off. What are you killing off when you decide? You're killing off possibility. You're saying this is the way that it is. Okay, so I'm deciding what I'm worth. This is the way that it is. I'm deciding how they are. This is the way that they are. I'm deciding how business is. This is the way that it is. So I want to give you an a, a, a even bigger scope. One of the ways that humans test reality is through what we call it as agreement reality. If enough people agree that it's true, it must be true. This is why people thought the earth was flat. This is why people thought the earth was the center of the universe. This is where a lot of mythical ideas come from, religious ideas, all sorts of stuff is rooted in agreement. Now, there are about seven and a half billion people on the planet. Most studies show that your average person has about five best friends in a lifetime. Five. Five. I don't know what percentage that is out of seven and a half billion, but it's really fucking small. Okay? Now, the reason those people are your friends is because they agree mostly with the things that you agree upon. If they didn't agree, they would not be your friends. Chances are, if you're a Republican, your friends are Republicans. Chances are, if you're a Democrat, your friends are Democrat. If you're liberal, if you're conservative, right? Like you, you spend time in these ethos. It's one of the things we're seeing with social media, how everyone's like picking their echo chambers. And then they think the world is that way. And this is causing a lot of problems and biased viewpoints on our planet. But without getting all political, it's creating those echo chambers in your life too. We're so little things are possible because you think you understand everything that's happening. Guys, seven and a half billion people, as, as unique as you think your fingerprints are, and they are, the, your brain and how it's wired and its experiences are like 10 times more, 10, 10 million times more unique than what's happening on your fingerprints. So you have seven and a half billion people operating as if everyone's seeing the world the way that they're seeing. But the only world that they really see is the people around them and what they agree upon. And they think that's how the world is versus getting curious and learning about how other people see the world is. There's a way that Bill Gates sees the world that I don't. You guys get that? There's a way that Elon Musk sees the world that I don't. And clearly in his vision of the world, look what they're able to produce right? From, from Tesla and Bill Gates to philanthropic work and killing polio, like eradicating polio, all these amazing things. I don't have the capacity for that because I don't view the world the way that they view the world. If I got around them and I saw their perspective, I'm like, holy crap, I can see how they're producing this stuff. That's why books and courses and all these things are amazing is because it allows us to share our points of view and get a new taste so that we can look at, hey, does that feel good to me? Do I want to resonate with that? And that's what all this is really about. So I think that's a great place to transition. And I love that thing about YouTube and Shia on the bike uh, because it's really cool. And that's, again, to, to Guy's point, that's really what we've done here. So as this prime your money conversation continues, you're going to see these little bite-sized chunk down pieces. And each one's going to have topics. We're going to talk about uh, the three biggest myths that you probably have around money. We're going to look at how the money things that you want to handle aren't about focusing on the external, but the internal things that we've highlighted here. 
We're going to look at your belief systems around money, your stories around money. We're going to share with you all sorts of exercises. And there's a couple of things that I really got, as, as you're watching this, I would really love for you to pay attention to. The first thing is, what is your intention? So after this video, just stop for a moment and go, what is my intention of going through this? Because there's two ways that you're going to go through this. You're going to go through this and go, wow, these guys are really smart and those are some really cool exercises. And you're going to go back to the same exact default mode that you're in right now that's producing the same exact results. Fast forward your life five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. If nothing changes around your money conversations, how are you feeling right now, 20 years in the future? Let that sink in. If nothing were to change for the next 20 years, how are you being about that? Are you okay? My guess is you're really upset and really frustrated. So you took a massive step in creating a new level of understanding for the energy of money and abundance in your life. That is what Prime Your Money is all about. Take this seriously. So when we go through these exercises, actually do stop the videos, pause, do the exercises. Don't just get through this to get through this. I can tell you the kind of results it's going to do. You're going to walk away and be like, wow, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And your life will still look exactly the same. And that is not the intention of any of the material that we ever create. We created specific exercises for you to go through to actually do that, to find new paradigms and new ways to look at the same thing that you've been trying to handle for decades, most of you. So with that being said, all of this is broken down into short little bite-sized videos, right? Go through them. Do the work. Take your time. Be intentional. Mm. Don't do this in a loud place or while driving a car. Do this where you can sit somewhere quiet with a notebook. Take notes. Interview people in your life. Ask questions. Get curious. Your program, like I said, you have a divine blueprint. That divine blueprint came with certain things that you get to work on on your journey, right? Like I had my moment that I shared with you when I was 24 years old. That was in my divine blueprint, right? That was my opportunity. This is your opportunity. And so we leave you here today or with this part of this training for you to sit and really let some of this soak in. Really just sit here and go, okay, what is my intention? in going through Prime Your Money. Because our intention is to support you and have you upgrade all of these things that have been keeping your rudder stuck in a certain direction so that you don't have to hustle and grind and work so hard. That money effortlessly flows into your life just because you be. Mm -hmm. If you fast forward that version of you 20 years from now, how are you feeling now? That's the person that we're talking to right now. And, and I think that's really important is like, as you're sitting here is it's fine. If you have a goal, if I had to set a goal is who do I want to be? Where do I want to operate from? Am I going to operate from scarcity or am I going to start operating from my peace, my joy, my love? Cause if I'm operating from my peace, my joy, my love, and that's integrity, anything that comes in my ethos, that's not aligned with peace, love, and joy. I don't do it. Period. There's no consideration. There's no, let me see. It's like, 
Is that, is that true? Nope. Okay. I don't do it. You guys know things come to you and you're like, damn, I really want to do that. That's like your inner alignment screaming. Yeah. Then you have all the thoughts about it and then you end up not doing it. Now know that that's always going to happen. Your mind is never not going to have an opinion about what's going on. It's the narrator of everything it sees. You guys get that? And fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you want to look at it or neither, you can just make it neutral that the voices that you hear that have opinions about stuff that you're looking at is your mom and your dad. It's their opinions. Their opinions are your opinions because that's where your programming came from. Whoever you were around that was influential for you when you were zero to seven years old, their programming gets installed on your operating system. And that's your view. Some, some variation of that view. So it's like when stuff comes up, notice how you have some of the same concerns that your parents have, or you saw your parents do something and you went in the exact opposite direction. Maybe you saw your parents go bankrupt and you're like, that's never going to fucking happen to me. Now you're making a lot of money, but you're fucking miserable. That same misery that your parents had just with now more money, right? So these are the things you want to start focusing on. And if, again, there's anything I want to leave you with here is we're here to show you that what you're living in is just one realm of possibility. And there are infinite realms of possibilities for you to choose from and live into. Where it starts is with you saying yes and you getting curious. I can nearly guarantee you, I don't want to guarantee anything because it depends on how you listen to this program and I can't control how you listen, nor do I want to. I can guarantee you that you're going to have a new relationship to fear, a new relationship to scarcity, and you're going to be able to take a lot more action than you've ever taken in your life around business, finance, and maybe other areas, depending on, you can apply this to any area of life, by the way. We're talking about money, but this is a holistic approach to living life in alignment is what we're really talking about here. I can guarantee those things. The things that are even more important is when we start looking at what's happening inside your field, inside your energy field, inside your aura, and that all comes with like you getting curious about what is it okay to actually feel again? Because if you can't feel some of the shame that you've had around money, some of the guilt that you've had around money, then like the deep rooted programming that's in there is never going to actually totally shift. It's in the feeling that things come to the surface and the frequencies come up. But mostly we have a lot of opinions on it from a mind. We start looking at it like a hawk and we judge the shit out of it and it goes, sorry, sorry. And it goes right back down. And your worthiness, when we're talking about worthiness, all comes from your ability to feel through the experiences that are happening in your life. Otherwise, if you can't feel what's happening inside your sovereign state, the information you're sending out to the body is, I'm not even worthy of these feelings. I'm not even worthy of these sensations that are inside my body. You are playing from way behind the cue ball when you're like, I want a million dollars, when you can't even feel what's in your body. You don't feel safe in here, right? So we're not going to like give you all the keys right now because I think that would inundate and overwhelm you. I just want to put some focus on here so that as you're going through experiences and you're thinking like, what did mom and dad think? Like, ouch, right? Like maybe it's like tightness over here, something like that. Like, ouch, like notice that something is happening in your bio system. It's not just all up here. It's not just contemplation and logic and mental. There's something happening in the system. The more you allow for the system to do what it does, then the system knows what to do. The system is designed for self-healing. If you've ever seen a little kid get a scrape on their knee, it's healed like two days. It's like freaking gone. The system knows what to do. You have put a lot of stress on your system. When we don't allow for experiences to arise, that conversation internally, subconsciously, never shifts. 
So as you're using logic to contemplate these things and notice these things, if you can put an enhanced like awareness into the body and feel and just notice, oh, wow, there's been like a tightness here for a long time. Like I kind of knew, but like, wow. And if you put that awareness there, it's going to be like, oh, good. Hi there again. And it's going to like want to release. That's what your body does. It wants to move energy. Emotion is energy in motion. Energy wants to move. Everything that you're blocking in there is creating all these automated patterns that are actually not giving you the freedom to move into alignment around money, into health, into relationships, into great sex, and all these different things. And as we have this conversation, again, you don't need to understand all this. No more than you need to understand how to ride a bicycle and get balance on it. It's a phenomenon that happens when it's felt. But as you go through this experience, and Elon's going to take you through it, I kind of want this in the background. So that if stuff like that is going on for you and you can notice it, that's great. And that's it. I'm not asking you to do anything with it. Get this. It's not about having more effort. You're the observer in there. You're observing life. That's really all we are. We are the observers of life. We are the observers of consciousness. If you can observe this as it's occurring, that's it. Just notice. No judgments. We're just noticing. A natural healing will occur to you as you just notice, period. That's it. Nothing to do. All right, guys. Uh, with that, we're going to end this one here. Last thing I want to mention to you guys, we have an awesome community of people going through this process right along with you. Use it. We have uh, what we've called the Satori Prime Gurus. These are people that are out just to help and support you on this journey. So I know one of the things that entrepreneurs do is I'm going to figure it out on my own. I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to handle it on my own, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, 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 Right? Mm -hmm. Try something new. Old pattern, old program, right? Ask for help. Be vulnerable. Be in communication. If after every section, you actually went and commented, commented in the app, whether you're sharing a win or something that you notice or you're asking for support, that creates momentum for you in your life. So play this like that 20-year-old version of you really matters mm. because we really, really want to support you on this journey, okay? So with that being said, we're going to end this here. Take your time, write down some notes. What are my intentions? Go share those in the community. And then when you're ready, dive into the rest of the material. And if there's any way that we or anyone on our team can support you as you go through this process, please don't hesitate and just ask. Have an amazing day, everyone. Awesomeness. Love you guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family. And truly, truly, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group 
where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all. And we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends. Mm -hmm.